My name is George Husni. Uh, I like to welcome you to this course on Muslim evangelization. Uh, I'm excited to bring to you uh, more than 40 years of experience uh, witnessing and working with Muslims uh, all over the world, beginning with my own home country, Lebanon, where I was born. I grew up in the city of Tripoli, which is predominantly a Muslim city, uh, from a Christian background. Um, I have to admit that uh, in my early years, I did not like Muslims. In fact, I hated them um, until I was about 11 years old. When I was 11, uh, someone brought the gospel to me, and I began to investigate the claims of Jesus Christ. Uh, I was blown away by his love, and uh, at the age of 12, I gave my life to Jesus Christ. It wasn't until a couple years later that I began to even think of loving Muslims. Uh, when a group of young people uh, from other countries came and they were ministering door to door, and I went with them for the fun of it, and they began to witness the Muslims to my shock. I even objected. I said, why would you witness the Muslims? And one of these dear brothers said to me, didn't Jesus love Muslims? Didn't he die? For Muslims, doesn't God include Muslims in the Great Commission? And I really did not have an answer to all these questions, but they made sense. That God so loved the world that He gave His one and only Son, not only for those from my background, the Greek Orthodox, but even the Muslims. From that day on, the Lord gave me a passion to reach them, and I began to minister among Muslims. And I'm thankful that the Lord has given me many uh, Muslim children, men and women, in the hundreds over the years. And uh, I praise God for the opportunity to come and share with you some of the principles the Lord has taught me. Let us begin now first by the challenge of Islam. Uh, the church is facing the biggest challenge in its history today. As the opportunities to reach Muslims have grown, the doors of the Muslim world has flung open. Many still think that the doors are closed. Uh, but uh, in Revelation chapter 3, verse 8, uh, Jesus says, See, I have opened a door that no one can shut. And if Jesus says he opened a door, no one can shut. We must see the doors open, even though they may look shut. And I've experienced that many times in my life, when I have gone through borders that I wasn't supposed to go through. But God opened the door and made a way where there was no way. And uh, there were some impossible things. People told me, you can't do this. You can't print the Bible in Egypt. Uh, in 1982, I proved them wrong, and I was able to print the Bible after spending many years translating the Bible into the Arabic language. And God began to reveal to me that what He calls you for, He will enable you for. He will give you all that you need to be able to do the job. Um, and victory is, uh, is ours in Jesus Christ. Uh, he can... Uh, do what we, above any, uh, what we can imagine, um, or even think, or even ask. So the challenge of Islam is a big challenge 
yet it is uh, simple when you follow the principles that Jesus taught us and that you trust Him uh, in your heart. There are obstacles to reaching Muslims. Um, these obstacles uh, come both from the Muslim world, from Muslims themselves, and from us. Uh, yes, it is difficult many times to enter a Muslim country, but uh, God has given us many creative ways. Today, the Internet is one of the most powerful tools to reach the Muslim world. Uh, TV, many channels have uh, opened up and are uh, now uh, being seen, watched, by millions of Arabs and non-Arabs, uh, Turkey, Iran, uh, all over Asia. Uh, technology has really helped open many doors uh, to the Muslim world. So we cannot say this is an obstacle anymore. One of the myths is that Muslims are resistant. I honestly have not found that to be true. Yes, there are some who resist, and they have reasons to, because they've had many myths about Christianity misperceptions. Uh, many uh, Muslims think that we worship three gods. It doesn't take very long to explain and assure uh, a Muslim that we do not worship three gods. And you can open the Bible and show what the Bible says about um, the one God. Uh, we only have one God. Of course, they have trouble with the Trinity, and there are ways to explain that too. Another uh, myth is that uh, everyone who becomes uh, a Christian uh, from Islam or converts are going to be persecuted. Uh, there are cases of persecution, even uh, uh, execution and death, but these are very rare cases. They must not um, cause us to fear and to paralyze us so we do not evangelize Muslims. Uh, I have found most Muslims open to the gospel. If they uh, would only know what the gospel is, many of them have not heard. They don't know about the love of God. Uh, uh, Jesus has uh, touched many uh, Muslims with dreams and visions. Um, many we cannot reach. Uh, he goes right into their bedrooms and in the middle of the night, so many people uh, give their testimonies and say that a light uh, shone in their room and Jesus appeared in a white robe. Uh, typically, he comes and says something like, come follow me. Um, recently, several people in just in the last few months have said to me that Jesus told them, I am the way, the truth, and the life. And they had not even heard of this verse in the Bible. And when I open the Bible and show it to them, or someone else has done the same, they're blown away by the fact that what they saw in a dream uh, is also in the Scripture. Uh, recently, a Saudi Arabian young woman uh, had a dream of Jesus, and she had never heard about Jesus by, uh, through Christians. And um, Jesus came to her, and there was a white... Uh, a pigeon on his head. So when she shared that with someone who was a Christian, they showed her from Matthew 3 that when Jesus was being baptized, uh, the Holy Spirit came in the form of a dove. And she was blown away by the fact that uh, her dream was in the Bible. So God is 
touching lives of Muslims all over the world. Will you be used by God to uh, come and help them, lead them on, and uh, show them the way to Jesus? Because Jesus uh, has called us and said to us, All authority in heaven and earth has been given to me. This is straight from Matthew chapter 28, verse 18. Uh, Jesus came to his disciples just as he was going to leave them and ascend into heaven. Uh, He says, All authority in heaven and earth has been given to me, therefore. That means based on the authority of Jesus Christ. And his authority is not only in in heaven, but even on earth. That means no king on earth, no authority, no policeman must hold us back from doing what he called us to do. Because he is the king of kings, lord of lords. He is the master of this universe. And he told us that we go with his authority. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations. I know that here in the Greek it doesn't say go, it says going. Uh, The imperative is, therefore, to make disciples. Not only evangelize, but make disciples. That means evangelism is not just sharing a message, a well-articulated message, but it's a relationship. As Jesus discipled uh, his own disciples by having... A love relationship with them. He ate with them. He walked with them. Uh, traveled around with them. Sat with them uh, uh, on the beach. Uh, visited them in their homes. Uh, we must do the same. Making disciples is to invite Muslims to be disciples of Jesus Christ as they and us walk the walk together. This great commission of Jesus continues to say, Make disciples of all nations. That includes Buddhists, Hindus, atheists, nominal Christians, and definitely it includes Muslims. Uh, Baptizing them, and then in verse 20 says, Teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. So the discipleship process here, which we will talk about later, includes teaching them what Jesus has taught us. And then, this is where uh, many people forget. That's why many people are afraid to go into the Muslim world, afraid to talk to a Muslim. They forget that Jesus said in the end, and I am with you. Surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. I am with you means, it's without a tense. It means he will always, he is with us now. He was with us yesterday, and he'll be with us tomorrow. When Jesus says to you, I am with you, to fulfill the great commission, it means he's going to work with us. He will enable us. He said to the disciples, it's better for me to leave you physically, so that I will uh, send you the Holy Spirit. And He is with us in His Spirit to enable us, to strengthen us. Many times we don't know what to say. He said, don't worry what to say when you are faced uh, 
uh, when you are faced uh, in front of authorities, because the Father will give you uh, the wisdom, the words even, how to speak. I've experienced that myself many times. Uh, I've stood before uh, uh, Muslims who uh, questioned me, uh, secret police in Iraq and Egypt, uh, on borders in Syria and other places in North Africa, and I didn't know how to, how to answer them. But at the moment that I needed to answer, the Lord gave me the right ideas. So the Great Commission is our imperative, our orders. Actually, it's called Great Commission, but commission means order, because he is the uh, commander-in-chief, and he says, go. Make disciples, baptize, teach them, and he assured us he, be will, uh, he will be with us. And many times he said, do not be afraid. Uh, I have uh, seen in my travels around the world, especially in the Muslim countries that are called closed, that many workers are afraid. They're afraid for many reasons. They're afraid to be persecuted. They're afraid to be kicked out. And many of them say, I'm not personally afraid for myself, but I'm afraid for the Muslims who convert, that they may be persecuted, or they may be killed, or they're rejected by their families. And Jesus assures us to not be afraid. Every time God has called a man or woman to a mighty task in the whole Bible, from Genesis on, whether it's Abraham or Moses, or Isaiah, or Jeremiah, or Gideon, or uh, Nehemiah, or uh, Paul, or Peter. Uh, God assures us He is with us, and we must not be afraid. So we need to dispel this fear as a foundation for us before we even enter into ministry uh, to Muslims. Now, what I would like to do is delve into... Um, the idea that going to Muslims, to reach Muslims, uh, is uh, difficult. <clears throat> I have actually had the most joy talking with Muslims. I have found Muslims to be easier than my Catholic friends, or Orthodox friends, or even a nominal Baptist, or a Pentecostal person. Uh, why? Because one thing I have found is that Muslims have a foundation of belief in God. They believe in God. They don't question His existence as much as many others have. And I found that to be uh, refreshing, actually. I don't have difficulties with Muslims trying to prove to them anything about God. It's just they have misconceptions of God. I've not found any Muslim object to me saying, God loves you. When I, you say to a Muslim, God loves you, maybe it's not in their theology, Maybe they haven't taught, been taught that. Maybe the Quran doesn't say that. But that doesn't matter. It makes sense to a Muslim when you tell them God loves you. And in fact, more than sense, it touches their hearts. I remember at a conference of Muslim converts, I asked, uh, how many of you have been touched by the love uh, of God? Uh, 85% actually of the people there raised their hands. Later on, I did a survey among 100 Muslim converts, and I asked them 12 questions. The last question, number 12, was, 
What was the major factor that brought you to Jesus Christ? 85% ticked the love of God or the love of Christians. So love is the thing. So as we begin this course, I want to establish these foundations of no fear. Let's dispel the myths about Islam being resistant or that the doors are closed. And let's go to them in love and in confidence and in faith. And you will be rewarded by seeing many come to know Him as I have. And uh, heaven rejoices, as Jesus said in Luke 15.10. Heaven rejoices. There's great celebration in heaven, that is to say, when one sinner repents. When one Muslim comes to Jesus Christ, it brings me great joy, brings you great joy, and even heaven rejoices. My friends, as you begin to watch this course, I want to... Um, warn you that as you enter into ministry to Muslims and as you obey the Great Commission with faith and love as we have spoken, with confidence, also realize this is entering into a spiritual battle. Satan will hold on to the Muslim soul as much as he could and he will fight you and fight them because you will be snatching them out of the fire. But remember that Many are invited. Jesus warned us that not everyone will respond. Many are invited, many are called, but few are chosen. And when I have learned this principle, as I talk with Muslims, I don't feel rejected anymore. Because he told us that he, we will be hated, we'll be rejected. And Jesus experienced that himself. Most people rejected him. Even those who came to him for the food and for the healing and all the good things. And many times people come to us to benefit from us, to, to give them things uh, that they need. Uh, medical assistance, money, jobs, all kinds of uh, reasons why they come. So many are invited, many are called, and that's okay. But remember that only a few are chosen. And those few are worth it. Um, so when I look at a, at, a, at a crowd, I often speak to crowds of Muslims. I give lectures or hold debates. Um, I'm always looking for those who are sitting on the edge of their seats or those who, are, uh, who seem to be wide-eyed and looking with interest, uh, gazing at me. And those people uh, uh, remind me of what uh, Paul said in 1 Corinthians 1, uh, 18. He says that uh, many consider the gospel as foolishness. The cross is foolishness to those who are perishing. But to us who are being saved, it is the power of God. And the same thing with Muslims. I see them as those who are perishing and those who are being saved. Those who are perishing will not listen. They may argue with you. They may fight with you. They may threaten you. Uh, or they may just uh, uh, run away from you. Uh, it does not matter. Don't feel that rejection. You need to realize that all of our effort is to see uh, a few of them hear the gospel. We're snatching them out of the fire. Therefore, with passion, come to them. I never forget one time I was in a crowd of about 300 Muslims in the country of Kosovo. 
and there was just one lady sitting sort of in the middle of the, of the uh, fourth, fifth uh, uh, row in the church. It was actually a theater. And she was looking at me, gazing like she's eating it all up. And, uh, and so my whole uh, talk began to concentrate on her. And I began to look at her, and she responded very well. And I could see, by discerning in the Spirit, that uh, this woman is going to uh, accept Jesus Christ. And she actually did. She, along with uh, 14 others, a total of 15 people in that meeting, when I uh, made the call for people to come forward, she was one of them. And uh, many times uh, I sit with people for hours and hours, and they argue and argue. The Lord revealed to me many years ago that I must stop arguing with people and just uh, help them. Uh, those who are open, those who are inquisitive, uh, there are ways of knowing whether they are interested or not. For example, are they asking you questions just to trick you, like Jesus had many people ask questions to trick him, or are they a question, asking questions to know? And many times I ask the person, I said, do you really want to know? Uh, are you willing to listen to my whole explanation? So many are called, a few invited. Don't be discouraged when uh, many people turn you away. Even if one out of a hundred accepts Jesus Christ, that's the lost sheep. It is well worth your time to spend on this person. Lastly, I want to uh, express to you one fact that many people forget about, is that Muslims are not all the same. Many people enter into Islam thinking that every Muslim is going to be resistant, every Muslim is a staunch Muslim, prays five times a day and fasts Ramadan and so on. The fact is, as many, uh, uh, there are as many varieties within Islam as in any other group, Christians or Buddhists or anything else. There are those who are totally secular. There are those who are fundamental and they want to take over the world. But most Muslims are moderate and, um, and they're just trying to live a normal, ordinary life. They have the same needs that you and I have. So don't be afraid of them. So in the end, I want, I want to encourage you not to go with preconceived notions. Go with confidence that if God is sending you to a Muslim or to a Muslim country or a, a people uh, group within Islam, that God will enable you, give you the discernment, uh, and a number of them are likely to be wide open and waiting for you.